I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It's your Yahoo Sports Canada daily podcast for Friday, November 8th. But first, sports... Happy Friday, Canada. A busy sports weekend is ahead of us. I'm going to talk to our very own Sarah Jenkins in just one moment from the bowels of Scotiabank Arena. Later on, the Toronto Raptors play at 8 p.m. this evening to kick off a big test road trip. The Toronto Wolfpack signed a man they called the LeBron James of rugby and Toronto FC prepare for another MLS Cup final against Seattle this weekend. But first, the Maple Leafs won their third straight game last night, beating the Vegas Golden Knights in OT. A beauty from Mitch Marner to John Tavares to seal it. Frederick Anderson was awarded all three stars in this one, and he was sick down the stretch and in overtime. A deserved honor to get all three stars. He made 37 saves, including 12 on the PK. He was everywhere when they needed him. And all of a sudden, look at the Maple Leafs. Back on a 101-point pace. They're second in the division behind the Bruins. They've won three straight games, and I think it might be fair to say that expectations of the Maple Leafs were a little high coming into the season and that maybe people were being a little unfair and impatient with their recent play at the end of October. A hundred percent. It was actually really interesting because I was excited for Vegas to come into town because Vegas is a team that everyone had high expectations for and also hasn't had the best start. They're actually pretty evenly matched when you look at their stats. And so I was really interested to see how the Leafs fared against them because, I mean, my dream scenario is a Vegas Leafs final. That's what I predicted before the season. So for two teams that had high expectations, but if you look at Vegas, everyone still sees them as a threat in the Western Conference, still sees them as a great team, thinks, oh yeah, no, Vegas will get through this, they're fine. But then you just go north of the border, a quick five-hour flight, and the sky is falling. Everybody wants to fire Mike Babcock. We're trading William Nylander. Like, it's a disaster. And I was actually talking to a member of the Vegas Golden Knights staff, and he was like, I could feel the energy here. Considering the records are so similar, he was shocked at how different it felt. Now, part of the frustration that people have with this team is that even though they are getting wins, there hasn't been like a decisive offensive powerhouse game. They're doing enough to get the points, but it's not quite the same like 7-2, 6-1, those blowout games like we saw in the last year or two. Zach Hyman isn't in the lineup, and of course, John Tavares just returned from a finger injury. Mike Babcock, as we know, he's a bit of an old-school guy. He loves the gritty, grinded-out style. There's a chance that some of these recent games that are really getting you know, into the gutting it out and winning with low scores, there's a chance that's partially by design, right? I mean, Mike Babcock said it the other day when they were playing. Uh, they, he thought the game was beautiful. 
which nobody else thought the game against LA was beautiful, but he did because he wants them to play gritty. He wants the early parts of the season to be all about adversity and going through hard times. And we don't have Zach Hyman yet, so he'll solve all the woes of toughness and whatever. So he it really is preaching that he's liking that the team is going through these tough matchups early in the season. And he also mentioned tonight that they're waiting for this road trip because they haven't really had one yet, for the team to really bond and get closer. And there, there's a couple of comments that uh, Frederick Anderson said tonight saying that, you know, the team has become closer ever since the Halloween party, so that's really promising. And Marner also echoed that as well. So I think that the adversity and maybe the Halloween party all combined, maybe with a road trip, we'll start to see this team clicking more because we have to remember that this team looks totally different than it did last year. So there was no way they're going to be that running gun like winning seven nothing and like eight one and whatever team right off the bat now it was a fun pre-game scene on thursday we got this mike babcock gem about italian sausages at tfc games you ever been on the tfc game and had an italian sausage there they're unfriggin believable unbelievable <laughs> i don't mind to kill salad either but i mean those italian dogs there the energy of the people around that spot unbelievable We'll talk about TFC later. And we also got William Nylander's legendary morning media fit. He had the red Sugo hat on, which is an Italian restaurant in the West End, if you don't know. He had a colorful Reebok track jacket, gold chains, uh, some glasses. This team, and specifically Nylander, really, they have a flair for the fits. They get the, the outfits on Instagram we saw. It was a heavy uh, Graham summer for Willie and Austin and Nylander. On the ice, he's a really polarizing guy. There are people that seemingly, they're just never going to come around on him. And there are other people who really love to watch him work. What's the reasoning behind that? Why is he such a love-hate guy among Maple Leafs fans? I don't know, but I walked into the scrum this morning, and when I saw that look, I thought he was going to like shake me down for some cash because he looked like every Italian mobster in every Italian mobster film. Uh, no, but in all seriousness, I have never understood the love him or hate him divide on the internet that is for William Nylander. Uh, I mean, I could understand, I guess, last year rub people but the wrong way with the whole contract thing, but that's behind us. He is making way less money than guys that are producing way less, so why are we still complaining about him? I think, I don't know if it has to do with him being this like really quiet guy who makes a statement with the way he dresses more than and I guess the way he plays more than he does his words uh, I think we're just scratching the surface of William Nylander he's constantly saying you know I'm getting better I'm getting better and I do believe that I think this season is already miles ahead way better than it was last year for him I mean he wasn't playing this time last year he was still in Sweden at saunas and spas and I don't know Ikea whatever they have there so I think it's uh it's really promising and I mean I've really liked what I've been seeing. He's been a real playmaker for Austin Matthews so far. And I think, you know, there's enough stuff to worry about in Leafsland right now that people shouldn't really be worrying about William Nylander. But I will say, loved the look this morning. And uh, it's amazing that that blew up as big as it did, considering NBA players dress like that normally on their way to games. And yet, William Nylander just wears like a windbreaker, some glasses, an Italian restaurant hat once, and suddenly the internet's broken, the NHL's reposting it, saying they're not worthy. Like, it's insane to me. Something I wanted to ask you about, you're somebody who works around Babcock on a regular basis, you're at the scrums, you're at practice, you see what kind of guy he is when he talks to the media before and after games. 
And you're also a lot closer in age with the key members of this Maple Leafs team uh, than I am, of course. Uh, I know how Babs comes off to the established, quote, like, old-school hockey man crowd. But as someone who is around the age of Austin Matthews, how does he strike you to be around every day? I'm always a little mesmerized by Babcock because he reminds me of my Saskatchewan uncle and the way he talks down to everybody, but in the way he refers to every being, thing, or situation as she. She was a she was a gritty one. She was a she was a tough one. I mean, he's just he's a character in itself. But I have been always frustrated with the way that he is so stubborn. As a stubborn person myself, I can really relate to that, but he has loosened the reins a little bit. He has had to pivot a little bit this year. Babs as a guy is something that you can never really expect or explain. You never know if he's going to be in a good mood or a bad mood, and I'm sure that must be really tough as a player. I think it'd be really frustrating coming in, never really knowing what this Saskatchewan boy is going to be all about each day. And I think the players just still have to trust him a little bit as much as he has to trust them. I think that relationship is still definitely... You know, he's really old school. It's the definition of like old school. He loves grit. He loves guys who are greasy. And he says that time after time where we have a lot of, you know, like what I would call pretty boys on the Leafs who just are and, and not and I'm not saying that in like a bad way at all. I'm saying guys that are very much about the flair and you know, they're all they grew up as skills guys. They never had to be that grit, greasy player that Mike Babcock adores. They didn't grow up in the boonies of Saskatchewan. They grew up in you know, Arizona and Richmond Hill. So I think that's going to take a little bit of time. But I think once he starts to trust the players, you know, he trusted Matthews to kind of make the call on the last power play tonight. And it resulted in Matthews scoring a goal. So I think he needs to learn that just because these guys are young doesn't mean they're stupid. They are where they are making as much money as they are for a reason. And I think he's just got to put a little bit more faith in them and, you know, Maybe give us some more sausage recommendations. Apparently, got great food racks everywhere. He talks about Philly cheesesteak. He talks about kale salad. Like, I really just want, you know, they've got like that Serge Ibaka cooking show. Give me a Mike Babcock cooking show. The Maple Leafs play one more home game before the start of a beefy road trip. They host the Philadelphia Flyers on Saturday night and then. A back-to-back with the Blackhawks on Sunday starts off the road trip. Just two home games for the rest of the month after Saturday. And eight of their next 11 games are on the road. We'll see if they emerge from that test. A tighter, well-knit team. And maybe somewhere along that point, they add Zach Hyman back into the mix. And we see what that does to the lineup. The Toronto Raptors are back in action tonight. They begin their five-game road swing of their own. In New Orleans, I guess the 1-6 and six Pelicans tip off for that one, 8 p.m. Eastern time. The Raptors still know Patrick McCall. They'll be recovering from the surgery he underwent. They go to Los Angeles after this for a big-time back-to-back against the Lakers and Clippers on Sunday and Monday. Two big games there. The Raptors 5-2 and two out of the gate, coming off a win against the Sacramento Kings, who respectfully are no Lakers. The Toronto Wolfpack to switch gears a little bit on their way to Rugby Super League. If you remember the million-pound match earlier last month, they made a huge signing, Sonny Bill Williams, a two-year deal for the Wolfpack. Maybe you don't know who Sonny Bill Williams is. I didn't really either. But in the announcement, the team called him the LeBron James of Rugby. The 34-year-old called the biggest signing in Rugby League history by The Guardian, compared it to... David Beckham, 
signing with the LA Galaxy. He won two World Cups as a member of the legendary New Zealand All Blacks. That's Sonny Bill Williams. And finally, Toronto FC have a shot at making some history on Sunday. They are in the MLS Cup for the third time in four years. They face the Seattle Sounders in that title match for the third time in four years as well. We still do not know if Josie Altador will be ready, ready to go for that one in TFC. He's missed all of the playoffs so far with injury. Uh, in 2016, way back, Seattle beat Toronto in penalties in Toronto to win the MLS Cup on the road. TFC then got revenge a year later, 2-0 at BMO Field in 2017. And now the rubber match in Seattle this Sunday. A single game, winner take all, anything can happen. That game, 3 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday. And wow, Sunday, Sunday's looking like one of those great sports days. NFL at 1 o'clock, TFC in the MLS Cup at 3, Maple Leafs Blackhawks at 7, Raptors Lakers at 9.30, all those times Eastern. That is a full Full day of reasons to be on your couch watching sports. And an even better one to be listening to this show on Monday morning to hear all about it. But First Sports will be here Monday morning. Hopefully, you will too. Now enjoy your weekend. But first, enjoy your Friday. Acast anbefaler. Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergmann. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi skider skrædder af alle de der podcasts og forklarer mig nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulig ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt. Det finder vi ud af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål. Ind og lyt til Dopaminklubben. Hver uge udkommer vi. Der laver vi sjov og spas med at have den her vidunderlige dopaminmangel.